0: What's up and welcome to another kind of funny weekly reaction to the Amazon original series Invincible. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez.
1: Greg, you got one of them shirts? How, how,
0: how do we get these shirts? Like,
1: what shirts? <laughs> the
0: the shirt man, man in the shirt, it, right? Greg Miller.
2: Hey everybody, it's me. I'm wearing this shirt. This shirt I just ordered. I ordered Kevin a bunch too. Do you want this shirt? This shirt? Wait, yeah, I would love did to you get, get, the the get a shirt, you shirt that, I, you, you told me months that ago I helped you make.
3: Them.
2: Yeah, you got them, right?
3: Well, no I didn't. You never sent them. To me. <laughs> so you're
2: remember, saying I, I said I ordered them and never sent them. That is not like uh, me.
3: Here's the thing. <laughs> At some point there were gold stars and if I got 10 of them, I got that shirt that I've been missing. Sure, I remember that. This I remember shirt, gold the one I am them. Well, you what, both want I don't this know. shirt. I don't, There's like five shirts now that I want. Kevin, then what
2: get. shirt do you want? Do you understand how it's hard to order you something when you just keep
0: saying shirt over again, but you can't tell I want me which all shirt them. it is? Give me the login.
3: Just give me the login. I'm, sorry,
0: just, I'm
1: sorry I did this,
0: Tim. I'm, do I'm do sorry that. I did yes, this, How did we get
1: here?
0: We have, of course, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I have all the shirts I need. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And joining us for the first time on the Invincible Reactions Blessing at Aoye Jr., a new convert yeah. to Invincible.
4: I am very, very excited to talk to you guys about Oh, no, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> that, that was go wrong, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, funny. It worked about, oh, as, well
0: yeah. as, it about yeah. as well as it does in the show. About as well as it does in the show. You can watch our weekly reactions here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want them as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we will be on that feed for you. But forget about all that. We're here. Let's get into it. Greg Miller, let's start with you. Episode five of Invincible. What it do for you. Heartbreaking heartbreaking
2: that they have uh, done a new model here for isotope of course if you didn't know because i didn't know it until years later when kevin and i were talking about this recently the isotope in the invincible comic book is designed to look like james from isotope comics and so he's still isotope in this and he just doesn't have the same hair as james and it's a heartbreaker i hate it i hate it But in that great <laughs> episode great episode
0: <laughs> blessing it being your first time on this show mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about this episode
2: I
4: love this episode like the this is my first time watching Invincible like I mean we're experiencing Invincible I should say right like I know multiple people here have been into the comic and this show is my first time jumping into it and just throughout the whole series they've, they've done such a good job being both like a great a great show to watch for action, a great show to watch for comedy, a great show to watch for, for drama. The way that they're hitting all these different things is so good and this episode can continue to do that. Uh, I was very in, I was, I'm still very into the the uh, dynamic between Mark and his girlfriend. I don't know what it is about mm, that dynamic, yeah. but I'm really, I'm really into them balancing that thing. Cause that's not like a new thing that we've gotten in superheroes at all. That was like, that's, that's very much a Peter Parker, Spider-Man to like him and Mary Jane kind of thing of managing time. And they're, remember they're when she says, them- go get
2: him, tiger. And he swings off and it's like, oh my, everything's perfect. But then she looks all longingly out sad the window. Yeah. It's sad, it's sad <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, they're tackling that here and they're tackling it uh, super well. I love what they're doing in terms of like, hey man, it's difficult to manage times as a superhero and uh uh Eve's there trying to be like, hey, you know, he he's into you. Like trust me, he's into you, but it's difficult and right I think all that stuff is super cool.
1: Andy, what about you? Loved it. I think it was my favorite episode so far. I yeah. I think the twist at the end um not only all the the B and C story stuff with uh with mama kind of investigating and trying to getting getting the notebook from um demon damien hatfield dark <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> <Demon laughs> blood damien um yeah i think all of the side i think it's a testament to how good the show is that the side stuff is just as interesting as what's happening in the main plot and sure. arguably what is the main plot uh, at this point and i think it's to have the same level of interest in all those different areas, I think shows you that this show has something really special. Nick.
5: No, I am mean, right there with everyone. I think this episode was super strong. Um, love that we get the introduction to battle beast here. I think that, um, I think that this, the, this shows the strength of the show for me, which is that, invincible is maybe not always gonna win and maybe when he loses boy he loses spectacularly um and in a very violent gruesome manner uh i thought it was cool shout out to and now i'm forgetting his name damn it i looked it up yesterday the guy from burn notice who plays machine head who is just always that perfect asshole in everything that he does uh tim you'll know him of course from hitch he played the guy that was trying just to sleep with the woman and will smith Mm -hmm. was like no bro i'm not all about that um I think it was good, and obviously, like, you know, this episode's great, because it's mostly just a fight, and the animation in the fighting is just amazing. So, uh, very good across the board.
0: Kev?
3: Very enjoyable. It's, it's funny, because it's been so long since I've read the mm-hmm. comics, where it's like, I don't remember any of this stuff. And it's like, is this how we were introduced to... to what's Battle Beast? Battle Beast. And it's like, I guess it is. Uh, and it's, it's man... I can't wait to get more of this show. Every time that like the the it ends, I'm always like, wow, that flew by. However long it was, not enough. I want more. God bless it.
0: I'm right there with Andy Where This is my favorite episode of the season so far. And I think that to look at episode one and now five and seeing how far we've come and how lived in the world feels, how developed the characters already are, how... Accessible it is for them to introduce multiple new characters in this episode, but they've taught us the language to understand how to take that all in. It's just kind of a mastercraft. I'm so impressed. I've been impressed with the show, but I think we're hitting a point now that I'm like, this is something really, really special, and just like Kev was saying, it's been so long to that I've read this to the point that like I didn't even remember Machine Head as a character, period. Uh, and I, when I looked it up, I was like, oh my, oh shit, he was in the comics, and like I'm so happy that I have that experience to be able to go into this uh, partially blind, like you know, like to yeah, kind yeah, of have yeah, these yeah. moments yeah. still kind of hit me, but while still knowing certain things. So like what, when things happen in this episode, I'm like, I mean, even like Battle Beast introduction, it's like, oh my god, this is so cool. I forgot this element that I love so much in a show that I'm already really, really, really vibing with. And Nick was talking about the animation in this episode standing out and I totally agree. I think that it probably was because there was a lot of fighting throughout this episode but there wasn't a single moment in this episode that I was like, "Uh, I wish the animation was better. That's not to say that there weren't moments that could have been i'm just saying i was Mm -hmm. never taken out of it i was never distracted in the ways that i wasn't a couple of the the prior episodes and i just think that that is a testament to where this is building and how strong it's uh building on itself to have three episodes left in this season there's so much story being told so much more story to tell and i am just completely completely enthralled yeah, I will say uh, Kirkman mentioned when he
5: was on the show, uh, have, casting Michael Doran as Battle Beast and and having him tr- sort of find the difference. And I'll, I'll say, I think he nailed it. I think he nailed like a different vibe than Worf uh, from Star Trek as Battle Beast. And it's cool. And I mean, this to me is what like is without spoiling things so exciting about Invincible as a property is that you never know which way any of these characters are going to go. Are we going to see them again? Are they going to pay pivotal roles down the road? Or is this just it? We don't know. Is Machine Head going to come back? We don't know. Is Battle Beast going to come back? We don't know. But they lay all this foundation uh, in these first few episodes, and it really, really is just cool to see.
4: I like how they paint so many of the characters as a threat that you wouldn't think were a threat. Cause when Battle Beast mm. was introduced, I was like, okay, cool, he's part of this villain squad or whatever. And when he starts fucking people up and starts <laughs> saying shit like, uh, "You're beneath me" or like, "You're yeah. not like you're not fucking ready for me" or whatever the fuck he was saying, I was like, holy shit! And yeah, when, once he starts smashing people's heads in, once With he the, like basically beats people <laughs> half to death, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, using his big ass mace, I was like. Wait, what the f- who is this guy and the show does such a cool job of building up characters and making anybody a potential threat. In a way where now I'm like um, now I'm at the edge of my seat waiting for whatever side character they introduced to end up being a central character. Cause even Monster Girl a few episodes ago, I was expecting to just come and go, but she's she's continued to stick around. Damien Darkblood is another one that I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is like a fun bit for a character to come through for a second, but he, like he's he's still around, right? And he wasn't he wasn't in this episode, I don't, I don't think. Um, but I expect him to come back based on how how much he's been in episode so far. Mm-hmm. And I think they do such a good job just making every character matter in some sort of way. Yeah, I'm there, there. Was like,
1: a um, um, while talking to Chris Anka about this, the weapons arbiter, also mm, working course, on Spider Man into the Spider Verse 2. He mentioned w- while I had watched the first episode, the first three episodes, because we have them early, he was like, Wait, uh, did they introduce Battle Beast yet? Because I'm only on episode one, is what he said. The guy's name is Battle Beast, right?
2: Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So I was his like, That's correct. Sorry, we're all nodding.
1: Um, I was like, Uh, they introduced a girl who, like, turns into a monster. He's like, oh, okay. No, they have not introduced battle. yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll know about these. Yeah, he was like, you will know when this moment happens. So watching this dude pop out with all these other villains. Yeah, just like Tim was mentioning, the show has, like, I feel like already four episodes in or five episodes in now, we trust the show so much that... Yeah, show us whoever you want. We're going to kind of understand where they lie, and we don't need to know their full backstories. We don't need a 15-minute montage showing us how they got into that supervillain group. It's totally fine that you're introducing these people that may seem like fodder right now, but could potentially have really huge implications to the story. And I, I I don't know, I'm just super into it. And I, yeah, I do trust it whenever they do introduce a character to not be like, who the fuck is this guy? Why, why, what's going on here? Like, I just, it just feels, it feels right, you know? Yeah, they they've got everybody
2: up to speed on how this show is going to layer in people and stories, right? And so I think that for me, it's always like you're in it, and it's Mark, and who, what's going on? Okay, they're doing Titan. All right, cool. What's going on with Eve's you know personal life? So we got to look to her shitty parents. Like there's all these different, and then it's always the pivot back to the Guardians, where I'm like, oh yeah, right, fuck, what's going on with them? How wh- where what are they doing with the team? Where are they going?
1: Uh, and fleshing that out and seeing how that's gonna net out for them in the end. Like robot, w- uh, you know, with the clones. Yeah. Uh, you know here's the dna thing like what the hell is happening there and then you see him right back at it to being the hero and and working with the guardians and being the leader of this group and it's very similar in the first couple episodes with nolan and seeing Mm -hmm. him be the absolute maniac he was at the end of season one but then he's right back to being a hero so Mm -hmm. like like what is happening in this story it's so interesting and like I, uh, again i'm glad it's week to week but fuck i, I just want to know you know it sucks that We're it about to,
2: it's about to be over that's the bigger thing I feel, I feel like we're right there at the end already
4: i love how it comes together too because it reminds me a lot of watching saturday morning cartoons back in the day where you would have you would have stuff that is monster of the week but at the same time serialized and it was that like kids wb i think kids wb was the channel that was doing the best where you get jackie chan adventures i was about to say this is jackie chan (laughs) adventures as fuck this yeah this feels jackie chan adventures but it feels like that but for adults right in a way that i can vibe with and i haven't had something like this since i was 12 years old 11 years old watching kids wb where i tune into an episode and it has a different (laughs) feel it has a different different topic they're 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 uh uh, i I forget the name of the character that turns his skin into stone or whatever titan titan Titan. yeah like he teams up with titan and titan has this dope-ass storyline going on that like is 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 really kind of uh focusing in on like this specific area of the city that like seems like it's going to filter back in into uh mark and his girlfriend's life right like they have that thing but then they also have so many different threads going on that are serialized that do carry carry episode to episode and there's so much they tackle within every single episode but you don't notice it because they do it very seemly and very naturally which is really cool
1: i'm waiting for this whole face hugger storyline to come back i thought that would have yeah been a kind of a a big issue here but it's just i'm sure we'll see it in a couple episodes or whatever but yeah the the whole storyline with titan and trying to see his angle from it and saying like oh you know i'm I'm glad that they gave him these first couple of scenes of trying to be the do-gooder and you know telling the obviously he just destroys this whole fucking like camp of people and then looks at the one dude and it's like don't shoot me kid like go send a message they shouldn't be in our neighborhood and i like seeing him being that tough badass who will murder whoever the fuck he needs to but he has a little bit of a heart and then you start to see the family side of it and then just that twist at the end of being like yeah this is our new home honey like so badass dude that's so
5: great too because what a red herring right because he's not pulling he's not necessarily bad but he's not good either right he's like definitely like Realizing that this is an opportunity to sort of yeah um, to overthrow put his, I mean, right? yeah to yeah, overthrow, but also to secure his family's like security for sure. pretty much ever if he can mm-hmm. stay on top. But then spoilers that obviously puts him it's going to put him right at odds with Mark when he comes back and realizes that he traded one bad like you know one gangster for basically someone who's even smarter, uh which is going to be a bigger adversary, which is cool. And also shout out to Marshall Ali for his killing Oh, item, it. he's so, awesome. good. So, so good, so cool. That's what I was getting to.
2: So good, man. And Incredible. on top of that, of course, like the, a nerdy-ass dream comes true, I think, Kevin, uh, right, of uh, we see uh, the, the Easter egg that was in the book all the time, right, of the school being called Reginald Bell Johnson, and then the uh, principal looking God. like Reginald Bell Johnson, and the fact they got Reginald Bell Johnson to come in. Did and they actually principal. get him? I was wondering about He's that. He's the I'm like, that's got to be. Yeah.
5: That's so that funny. funny. That is so funny. You know yeah. I still want Reginald Bell Johnson for our podcast, right? We got to work on that. We got to work through Robert to get him. Sure. Wait, what well, was his name in the show, though?
1: Huh? What was his name in the show? Uh, Prince, I think he's Principal well, Bell Johnson. I think
2: no, no. He's the school is Reginald L. Johnson School, but I think he was Principal Winslow for Carl
1: Winslow. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. right. Yes, he was. That's, that's, right. So that's what it was. Definitely yeah, they was. said Winslow. I was like, holy fuck! He looks like Carl Winslow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> that's funny as hell, dude. Because but then for a while I went. Oh no! Wait, Reginald Bell Johnson passed away, right? No, that's Uncle Phil.
0: That's I always get yeah. to always uh, can't show down the that rabbit hole again.
1: Uncle Phil. <laughs> we had that full yeah. episode, <laughs> The whole thing.
0: I want to give a huge shout out to Sandra O oh and just Deborah, the mom's character. Oh. Like it, I don't remember the book having her this fleshed out and having her plot lines be this interesting. So I, like I her, do
5: remember it, but later, I remember her later, much yeah. later. She much she later. plays kind of a yeah. bigger role and they kind of dive into in that. In a different yeah.
2: way. Like that's yeah. the yeah. thing. Like the totally book, you know, is, without anything spoiling, like we've diverged in timeline quite a bit. Oh, and yeah. so it's giving her so much more to play with, I think, in terms of who yeah. her character is and what her relationship with Nolan is. And, you know, giving him the – task of hey can you go oh. pick these things up the, you know the wine from yeah, the, or the pizza from Italy the thing from wherever I thought that was so good
1: now <laughs> I will good. say though like that scene was so perfect but I thought it was going to be a hundred times more intense I thought they were going to play a lot more with him landing her still doing the thing yeah. the hand like maybe going towards the the doorknob and her like maybe here like I thought it was going to be a lot more sort of breaking bad levels of intense but it was kind of like oh he got there and she just kind of kicked the thing under the table yeah i wanted that scene to be a bit more kind of like oh like I was, the stress and I run was back expecting that be because
4: like he he's aware that there's shit going on like when damien darkblood visited the house he knew that and like oh, he yeah. went and visited Dar- uh, darkblood and was like hey you scared my wife or whatever and so i expect that he suspects it to some kind of extent that she's doing shit behind his back I mean, I, uh,
5: it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, but I think he thinks he's in the clear because why else would he keep the costume? Like, why keep the costume? Why not throw that thing into the sun? Burn it, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. We'll find Fly out. Fly it up and throw it into uh, the sun. I don't know. I, this is, I'm with Tim on this. I can't remember half the stuff. I can't even remember like 90% of the stuff that happened. So all this stuff is brand new to me. I remember top level stuff, but like Titan turning at the end. I was like, what? What? That's not, That's awesome, you know? Um, so yeah. Kev,
0: what's up?
3: Uh, I was just going to say that I, I like that uh, Mark's mom has, like, ownership over the fact that, like, he's a hero. where she was, like, she gives him a little speech where she's like, like, I taught you how to, like, care about people and, like, be a hero. And it's like, oh, that's cool. That's an interesting angle that, again, I don't know if that's new or, like, I just like that, that angle, you know, knowing where things are going. Yeah, right.
2: I like the push and pull of Nolan, you know, having this idea that he needs to be... Uh, a triple a superhero that he needs to be global threats not small time stuff whereas debbie yeah is very much like no yeah we trained you to take care of people if somebody needs your help you should help them
4: yeah. i also like how, I mean, how terrifying it was when he was floating But like he was there at the, at the i assume scene. you assume yeah. he was there because you saw his cape right yeah, That's yeah what he he's, was no,
3: he's in the like, link yeah. you see him yeah, okay. he, he's, he's there. there for a second. Second. And he's. They yeah. also
2: have that line of, "Oh, the Guardian's got an anonymous call tip." Like that's. Right. Normal, yeah, and I right? see. I assume, assume that's that
4: all that. All what all that was connect was connecting to. But yeah, when you see him there and just like him not interacting, not intervening, just chilling there, just watching it all go down, and Invincible is getting like the life beaten out of him, and he's not. Is he's still not uh, Intervening? I thought yeah. that was terrifying. And then when you see him bleeding out, like uh, from the perspective of Invincible, like you see him like. Hazy and like on the verge of losing his life you see the blink still and him still not coming through and saving him I thought it was fucking terrifying
2: like I'm, I'm oh, yeah. really
4: looking forward to seeing where that character goes
2: So that's yeah. that's something I'd like to do I think something we are in an interesting spot with with this show since some of us have read it and some of us have it and all These different things blessing number one. Why do you think he didn't intervene? And then mm-hmm. number two? What do you think? Uh, why is robot working with the mauler twins for a clone? Who's he, I think why is he trying to clone Rex?
4: right now i think he didn't intervene because he he either wants mark to die or he's fine with mark dying so that mark doesn't get in, get in the way of whatever he wants to do because i assume that he wants to conquer earth or some shit and which is why he took out the guardians that's my that's my that's like the narrative i've painted in my head and i'm sticking with it for now um and so that's where i'm at with that in terms of what the robot is doing i have no idea like i i I assume he might be in love with monster girl and maybe he realizes that he can't like, th- I've, if this is wrong, this is going to be very far fetched, but I assume that he realizes that he can't, <laughs> he can't get together with monster girl unless he's able to like be a biological being, which is why he went to the clone clone guy and he's mm-hmm. going to try and make that happen. That I, I, that's the only like thing I can come up with in order to explain that. And I feel like I'm very off, but other than that, I have no idea. I've got
1: no fucking clue, and I don't even really want to guess because I feel <laughs> like whatever the answer is going to be will likely come out of left field, and I'll never see it coming. Just like I never saw Nolan killing all the Guardians in Episode One. Those, or I, or I didn't see Titan becoming the leader of this gang now. Like I just this empire. Those those twists are so satisfying. Not that Nolan killing a bunch of good heroes is satisfying, but like when the episode ends and you go, "Holy!" fuck yeah, like yeah. that's those are my favorite moments in tv and i can't wait to see what happens
5: yeah it reminds me a lot of game of thrones right where you get to those moments like the red wedding and you're like oh anything can happen in this show and that's so rare for for a lot of these properties that and they not feel, feel like bullshit too yeah yeah exactly not feel like because of left field where it's like we're in that world where and really anything can happen like we don't know who's gonna be good who's gonna be bad what they're all about and mm-hmm. there's a lot of murky gray area there that we're gonna play around in potentially which is gonna be really cool for
0: storytelling I love it. We have three episodes left and we will be reacting to all of them right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, Yeah, only three left.
2: That sucks. Uh, Fucking
0: Kirkman. Kirkman. Yeah, no news on season two yet. I'm hoping we get that. I hope we get an announcement sometime soon. But uh, I'm pretty hopeful. The reaction seems like it's been very, very positive. But let us know in the comments below what you thought of this episode of the show, uh, what your theories are. And until next time, love you guys. Bye.